morning, Mosaic. So good to see you here today. I'm here today to talk about joy. Joy. Sometimes it seems like just an emotion for annoying people who like to smile all the time. And at Christmas time, dress in Santa hats and play all the awful Christmas music. People like Buddy the Elf, who gives who give hugs to people who don't want to be touched and are always happy because they apparently come from some magical place where everything is fine all the time. My name is Carissa, and I am one of those people who likes to wear Santa hats, but that's not why I'm here to, to, that's not what I'm here to talk to you about today. But I am here today to talk to you about joy. Joy. Sometimes it seems like it's a feeling used to cover up how hard life is and pretend everything's okay, kind of like Nebraska Nights. And sometimes life is just too heavy. And we look at joy and say it's not for everyone. Joy is something we're supposed to have as Christians because Jesus promised us new life. We are supposed to be grateful and full of faith no matter what is going on and what is happening within or around us. And sometimes joy just seems like a dutiful obedience that over the years becomes a mask that just gets heavier and heavier. Joy may have worn many faces in our experiences, played many roles. She has slipped into the cracks of our lives here and there, sometimes quietly so we hardly notice her arriving, sometimes like an explosion of fireworks. But often she seems elusive, irrelevant, or simply not powerful enough to really help. At times we struggle to define her and to find her, and sometimes we've felt betrayed by her absence. Sometimes we've even hardened our hearts to her because of pain or frustration or boredom. Now pain, frustration, and boredom, those are all too easy to find. We trip over pain when we get out of bed in the morning. We run into frustration when we open the door. Uh, we look in the mirror and we find boredom looking back at us. In a world where there is so much that needs to be fixed, so much that needs to be endured, so much that doesn't seem to be healing or growing, where is joy? And what role does joy have in our lives? Something in us knows she's not just for Buddy the Elf and those people who play the same five Christmas songs over and over. But in the middle of everything important and exhausting in our lives, we can often find we've forgotten all about joy. The elusive quest to find joy is as old as humanity. Um, all generations, all times have searched for her. Thousands of years ago, a small nation called Israel found itself in slavery and forced to live far from home. They had, be, they had been the recipients like we have, we the followers of Christ, of some really big promises. And, like us, they were caught in a place of waiting. Joy seemed to have abandoned them, along with Yahweh, the God who had made those huge promises. Into this place where it seemed impossible to find joy, the prophet Isaiah spoke some astonishing words. From Isaiah 35, he says, Wilderness and desert will sing joyously. The badlands will celebrate and flower like the crocus in spring. Bursting into blossom, a symphony of song and color. 
Mountain glories of Lebanon, a gift. Awesome caramel, stunning sharing, gifts. God's resplendent glory, fully on display. God awesome, God majestic. Energize the limp hands, strengthen the rubbery knees. Tell fearful souls, courage, take heart. God is here, right here, on his way to put things right and redress all wrongs. He's on his way. He'll save you. Blind eyes will be opened. Deaf ears unstopped. Lame men and women will leap like deer. The voiceless break into song. Springs of water will burst out in the wilderness. Streams flow in the desert. Hot sands will become a cool oasis. Thirsty ground, a splashing fountain. Even lowly jackals will have water to drink, and barren grasslands flourish richly. There will be a highway called the Holy Road. No one rude or rebellious will be permitted on this road. It is for God's people exclusively impossible to get lost on this road. Not even fools can get lost on it. No lions on this road, no dangerous wild animals, nothing and no one dangerous or threatening. Only the redeemed will walk on it. The people God has ransomed will come back on this road. They'll sing as they make their way home to Zion, unfading halos of joy encircling their helps. Welcomed home with gifts of joy and gladness as all sorrows and sighs scurry into the night. Just let those beautiful words soak in for a moment. Doesn't that sound heavenly? A place where all the hurts that come against us are just gone? A place where the deserts in our lives are filled with life, where all is healed, where joy holds our hand and dances with us under the unclouded sky. but we're not in heaven, are we? So what does joy mean to us here and now? If we fast forward a few generations from that unfortunate time in Israel's history, they're again in slavery to a different nation, and this time in their homeland. And this time another prophet speaks, a poor young girl who finds herself pregnant possibly divorced, her future shaky and grim. She bursts into the home of her cousin Elizabeth and proclaims, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattering the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. 
Mary is not just singing a song of future joy. She's living within the embrace of joy right in the middle of her desperate circumstances. Mary has somehow grasped onto something life-changing, how to find joy in the waiting. We right now are right in the middle of the season of Advent, the time on the church calendar that we set aside every year to prepare ourselves to welcome Christ. It's a season where we, as followers of Christ, intentionally put ourselves in a state of waiting. And this echoes the reality of the Christian life. At this point in history, we've been promised complete healing and restoration for the whole world, but as yet we wait for that. With anticipation, with gladness, with faith, but also with pain and frustration and boredom. When Mary spoke those words, she was gestating a baby. She had been told would bring about this joyful state she was proclaiming. She was actually physically waiting. Her state was a grounded, earthy echo of our existential experiences as humans waiting for the arrival of a world of joy. Waiting for the advent of what we long for. But Mary's prophecy is different from Isaiah's, even though they're both talking about a similar state and the completion of similar promises, Isaiah speaks about in the future tense. This is something that will happen. While she was speaking in the present tense, she was speaking as if the joy that she was anticipating was actually already here. Mary, in her impoverished, oppressed condition, had apparently discovered something that her son would later proclaim. When that gestating baby Jesus grew up and started his profession as a traveling rabbi, he kept repeating something that tended to confuse everyone around us. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, he would say. The kingdom of heaven is among you. And I'm sure that those listening to him and those who followed him looked around in confusion at all the pain and suffering that was in their lives and happening to their nation and thought, where? We don't see it. Just like I often look around and think, where's the joy that I'm supposed to have? I don't see it or feel it or sometimes even sense it in any way. Like when I held my year-old son and realized I've been living under intense postpartum depression for a year and it probably wasn't a good choice to have any more children. Joy seemed completely absent. When I overhear a news announcement of another mass shooting, joy seems to have abandoned us. When my now three-year-old won't stop whining and I'm just trying to answer one email and my dream of being an artist and a mom seems more like a foolish choice and I haven't had time for over a week just to sit in the presence of God, joy seems like a laughable concept. When my friends miscarry the baby they prayed for. When my cousin cries because her dad never got to meet the children. When I walk by a homeless person downtown on a bitterly cold day. When I hear about another refugee child torn away from their parents. When my friend loses his faith in God because some Christians keep telling him that his sexual orientation makes him unacceptable unworthy and unredeemed. 
During these moments, sometimes I'm even angry at Joy. I'm angry at her incompetence, at her absence, at her weakness in the places where she is most needed. What about you? What are the places in your experience where joy seems far away or ineffective? What experiences leave you hungry, empty, disillusioned in the world around you and in your own life? Where? Where is that promised kingdom of heaven? What did Mary know? that we often struggle to figure out. How do we find joy in the middle of waiting? I've been thinking about this for a while now, about this question, as I prepared my heart and mind for this morning. To be perfectly honest, in a brief moment a couple of weeks ago that I grabbed to be alone and pray, I acknowledged to God that I was afraid the message I would write for today would just be empty words, just insincere a lot of nice words, because my life seems so chaotic. I've had little time to cultivate a spiritual life at all, let alone to seek joy. My experience with severe postpartum depression and the fear of its return looking around every corner have left me feeling abandoned by joy. How do I write a message about joy if I struggle to find her myself? And as I sat with this question and continued to read about joy and think and pray in my brief moments of free time, something really beautiful began to reveal itself to me. I don't have to wait for my life to be calm, for my mental health to be assured, for the world to find victory in the utopia that Isaiah promised in order to experience joy. Because joy is present here. Even in this seemingly interminable season of waiting, even while the restoration of all things struggles within us like a child waiting to be born, even while goodness and justice and healing have as yet to be victorious, we still can walk with joy. Because joy herself is victory. Joy is not a weak creature that turns a blind eye to continued suffering. She is not an ineffective cure, a bandage to cover the wounds of this world or the pain of our hearts. Joy is a powerful warrior woman who gathers the woundedness of this world into her strong and confident arms and herself begins to bring about the transformation we long for. Joy herself is the victory. God has been trying to give us insight into that all through the collection of stories we call the Bible, all through this collection of glimpses of himself and who he is that he has persistently given to us a wall that falls down because a group of ragtag former slaves are singing. A prophet who sees the desert come to life. A poor young girl who declares God's faithfulness 
prison doors that fall down because two men are praising God, a murdered Jewish rabbi who walks out of his grave, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus kept telling everyone that the kingdom of heaven is among us because our choice to participate in God's reality of peace, joy, and hope, even while we're waiting for complete healing, actually helps to bring the victory we wait for. Our choice to participate in God's reality of joy, peace, and hope, even while we are waiting, actually helps to bring the victory. Did you hear that, my brothers and sisters? Is that joyful news or what? I am convinced that God, who has a long history of participating and partnering with humanity for whatever unknown and mysterious reasons, has given us more power and more opportunities than we realize, especially if we've grown up in certain church traditions. That's why Jesus was saying stuff like, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because we, by our choices, can step into an invisible but very present reality that coexists alongside our painful and visible one. A reality where peace, joy, and hope are in the process of healing all things. And in our choice to live in that reality, we bring joy into this world and help to bring about the victory of God's kingdom of all healing love. Joy actually brings the victory. She isn't a nice emotion that depends on pleasant circumstances. She isn't an elusive entity that abandoned us in our point of deepest need. She is a present reality waiting just beyond the curtain of the obvious, strong and resilient and powerful enough to bring walls down and dead people back to life. Last week, Kurt talked about the discipline of active waiting, that we as followers of truth and justice and love are called not to passively wait for the world to be healed, but to actively participate in its healing. This discipline of active waiting allows us to depend on the plan of God who has promised to heal all things while ourselves working to bring that healing in the lives and relationships around us. We need not despair that we can't ourselves fix the problems, all the problems in this world or even in our own lives, but we also don't need to sink into complacency and frustration as we wait. We become warriors in an epic battle That is waged with humility, servitude, love, and joy. Becoming a warrior of joy isn't easy. It takes discipline and practice. It's something we get, and then we lose. We grasp hold of, we forget how to do it, and then we get it again in a deeper way. Becoming a warrior of joy is something we choose. Sometimes that choice is really difficult. Becoming a warrior of joy is something we can only learn 
if we keep our eyes on Jesus. He knows joy intimately, closely. He walked through death and back into life with her. And as we persist in turning back to Jesus throughout the joy-stealing moments in our life, we will keep learning how to see her and live with her no matter our circumstances. As I thought about joy and what she means in preparation for today, I found something so beautiful that it nearly made me weep with relief. I don't have to wait for mental tranquility or final healing in order to walk with joy. Right here, right now, and by stepping to God's ever-present, invisible kingdom, I can walk with her in the middle of whatever mundane or difficult moments happen during my day. And you can too. What are some of those moments, some places in your life that need the warrior woman joy? She's here waiting for you. I want you to take a moment right now with me to build a mental picture to help you participate in this invisible kingdom. Close your eyes if that's helpful. Now, picture joy. She's not a silly little girl. Not that there's anything wrong with silly little girls, but joy has been around a while, and she has definitely grown up. She isn't weak. She isn't frivolous. Notice her muscles. Joy is strong. Notice her shoulders. They're thrown back. She stands tall, confident. Notice her face. It's alight with excitement. She knows something good is ahead, and she knows how to get there. Last, notice her hands. One hand is closed tightly around the hand of a man with scars on his wrists. He radiates power, and that power pulses through joy. Her other hand is stretched out towards you. Will you take it? Your Papa, thank you for sending joy to walk with us, even though we often don't see her or notice her. We confess today that our hearts are broken and weary and thirsty and in need of joy. And we choose to believe in her, to believe in what you have provided, and to become those warriors that bring about your kingdom of joy and healing. Father, and I pray today that you would seek out the places in the hearts here in front of me that are cracked and broken and hurting. God, and that you would allow them to have an experience of joy this morning that gives them the strength and courage they need to keep on pursuing. Thank you for giving us this difficult 
and beautiful season of waiting. And help us to see you there right beside us as we seek your kingdom. In your name we pray.